Hey cuties, welcome to Cup of Joy the podcast, created to jumpstart your joy, supersize your soul, and provide a sweet space for your own personal growth. I'm your host, Heidi B, certified food and body coach, life coach, personal trainer, and owner of Joyfully Be, where I'm obsessed with helping people win the food and body battle and reclaim their joy. I'll share with you stories of people who have shifted their junk to joy and struggles into celebrations to live a life that they love. Each episode is guaranteed to light and lift you up. Because on this show, we'll talk truth about topics that block us from living our best life, how to make your body your bestie, and tons of tasty tidbits to make your own cup of joy overflow. Believe it or not, I once lost my joy, but now it's back, and I'm here to help you find yours on the daily. As my mama bee always says, it's time to put a smile on your face and joy in your heart. Ready to start? Let's jam. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Cup of Joy, the podcast. Today, I have Dara Ellen with me, and she is a food freedom and self-love coach. She helps women to end emotional eating and feel confident in their body without dieting. Hey, Dara, how are you today? Hi, Heidi. I'm doing great. How are you? Amazing. I'm so glad to have you on the podcast today that we're going to talk about a really important topic, which is all about really the difference between working your wellness and making wellness worth worth it, you know, because I think so many people in your experience have really hustled for their wellness, have, um, we'll, we'll get into your story in a minute, have sought out external things and ways to really seek and find their wellness when really it's, when we approach it from a place of love and worthiness, it's a whole nother ball game. So I'm so excited to have you to jam on this really important topic for everybody. Why don't we just start by telling everybody a little bit about your personal journey back in the day and how you arrived to your wellness coaching job. Yes. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. So I struggled with body confidence from a very young age. You know, I can remember even in elementary school feeling like really uncomfortable in my body and it just kind of, you know, you go through the school years and by the time I got to college, I did gain the freshman 15 and I was gaining weight with, you know, just the college lifestyle. And so I decided, you know, I want to get healthier. I want to do better for my body and feel confident. Um, so I started going to the gym and working out and kind of eating healthier. But it, it just started to morph, um, you know, slowly but surely. I was spending more and more time at the gym. 30 minutes became an hour. An hour became two hours. Two hours became three hours. Mm. Um, and the same thing with my food, you know, slow, sure, slowly but surely I would restrict my foods more and more, you know, well, if eating this healthy food worked, then I'm going to eat even less healthy food or even less. And I'm going to count my calories. And, um, it really did become an obsession for me as far as my weight and my health went. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we have very similar stories, same thing. How did you, when did you really realize, begin to realize that there was, you know, that, that it didn't have to be that way? When did you really realize that like, okay, I am working for my worth so, so much. Like I have to go to the gym for this long. I know for me, it was like, okay, unless I don't run, unless I run a minimum of five miles, it doesn't count. Unless I burn this many calories, it doesn't count. Unless I meal prep half the day on Sunday, put everything in containers and only eat those things. If I slip up at work one time, it doesn't count. And 
I, w- I had convinced myself that I loved wellness mm-hmm. so much to the point that that's why I became a personal trainer. I'm like, okay, I love wellness. All people have to do is meal prep and work out and fall in love with running and do all these things. And then they'll feel their worth mm-hmm. when in fact, that wasn't really it. And I had, a, I remember having a, a pretty big, like see the light moment where I realized that there was something else. Did you have a moment like that or moments like that where you were like, okay, I don't have to hustle. I don't have to work it. I'm worth it. Yeah. There were actually a lot of moments like that, that I didn't quite listen. Um, but I still remember them. I remember being on the treadmill at the gym and I remember thinking to myself, how am I going to do this forever? Because I was in college at the time and I was thinking, how am I going to spend hours at the gym every day? How am I going to keep this weight off? How am I going to keep counting my calories, you know, when I could go out into the workforce? Like, how am I going to keep this up? Mm. Because I was so terrified of gaining any weight back. I had to be as small as possible to what I thought to be healthy and happy. You know, that, that's one of the first moments I remember. And I kind of just brushed it off. I just thought, well, I have to, you know, I just have to keep going because what if I gain weight? It's so scary. Like what if, you know, um, yeah. And, and, and it would just come in little hits like that for a couple of years, actually, for sure. It, It took a long time for me to actually learn to actually listen to that voice. Oh, I love what you just said. Like, hearing that voice of, of actually just not following that voice because mm. we're going to get into trust and intuition in a minute here, but there's so many times, and this is because we're so disconnected from our bodies, right? We mm-hmm. don't want to feel a lot of things because we're afraid we'll get stuck there or we're afraid that that feeling won't go away. And so what is actually our intuition talking to us on the treadmill going, you don't have to do this all day, every day to be worth it we shove it aside and go like, no, I mean, I found the way I found the way I know that I just got to sweat. I know I just have to suck it up. I know I just have to fall in love with these foods. And I know that I just have to restrict instead of slowing down, listening to that inner dialogue, that inner voice, knowing that it's a reality, knowing that it's real, and then moving through to the next piece of it. I think it's interesting because I'd love for you to share your story of how you got into wellness, like the doorway in, because it's shifted completely in the last year for you. But, um, you know, I knew you were, I know you were so eager to start a wellness path. And that was me too. I just wanted to help people. I just wanted to help people. I just wanted people to feel good in their bodies because I didn't for so long. And so that's why I became a trainer. But you also got into the wellness industry and then realized kind of how wacky it was, the, the, the work that you were doing in wellness, like, whoa, this is not the way, but it took, a, it took a while. So can you talk a little bit about um, where you found yourself and it all came from good intentions and a great space of just wanting to be so, so badly in that helpful serving space. Um, but when you were awakened, it was like, whoo, wait a minute, what is this job? Talk a little bit about that. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah. And, you know, after I graduated college, I was living in a small town and I, like you said, I wanted to work in wellness. I wanted to help women feel good. Like I thought I was feeling. And so I moved to a city close by 
couple hours away. And within two weeks of moving to that city, I was searching for wellness jobs and I got one and I was so excited. Um, the company had advertised for a position as a wellness coach. Um, they specialized in weight loss and they hired me to, you know, work one-on-one -on -one with the clients that were coming in, help them reach their goals, help them feel good in their body. And I was so excited at the time I already knew I, I had that inkling that there has to be like something better, a better way than what I was doing by over-exercising and over-restricting. Mm -hmm. And I thought, hey, maybe this company has the answer. You know, maybe this company will help me to learn like what's, how do I keep this weight off, but also feel good, you know, and, and not obsess. And, and, um, unfortunately they didn't quite have that answer. <laughs> <laughs> what you had essentially, what you had essentially found yourself in, in correct me if I'm wrong, was more of like a sales pitch for different weight loss services versus well-being services like we're doing now, you know, helping people get to the root cause of what actually the issue is and moving through life. You found yourself in that dependency model of, you know, and I love that you share this, Dara, because now being a, a wellness coach, a life coach, food and body coach, I find myself looking back and go, Heidi, how could you have even looked at those jobs at won't say the name, but a company that was selling a weight loss product. And it was because, and these fitness industries that were just selling these dependency models, these dependency models of um, just keep doing this forever and learn to love this forever and you'll feel better. That's it. Instead of let's learn what's actually the issue and what's causing me to want to binge or what's causing me to want to restrict or what's causing me to want to over-exercise all the time. Let's get to the root of that, heal that, and then, and then find, you know, uh, a love for movement and a love for breath work and a love for all these things that really uplift my life. So does that kind of describe what you were finding yourself in was this dependency wellness, this, this hustle wellness instead of this worthiness wellness? 100%. Yeah. Com everything you said was completely accurate. And I too have looked back and kind of blamed myself a little bit for working at a company that was so focused on weight loss. But I also feel like that was part of the thing that really got the light bulb switch turned on. Yeah. Because I was seeing these women that were coming to me and the more strict of the diet program they were on, the more they came back. Mm-hmm. And it showed me, hey, I'm not the only one who is struggling with this. You know, I'm not the only one that the more I restrict, the more I tend to binge eat. You know, I'm not the only one who lose 10 pounds, gain 15 pounds back, yeah. you know, and, and seeing them do it made me feel like, okay, maybe this is not my problem. Maybe it's the diet's problem. Mm. Oh, my soul. That was just a mic drop moment for me is... Wow, this is like what I'm seeing walk in the door day after day after day after day is a version of me and what I'm giving them is what I thought I needed but it's not it's not helping either one of us. So what do I do here? Which is same in in personal training. Now I still love movement. I still love weightlifting and that was like my jam all the time like weightlifting. I love weightlifting. Now I'm just like, okay, I get to mix it up and I get to move my body in the days that my body wants to lift weights. I do that, but it's not the end all be all. It's not unless I 
wake up at six o'clock in the morning, do an hour and a half of that, and then add cardio again for an hour at night that I'm going to feel worthy and I'm going to feel worth it. So, so I love this so, so much. So now your work has shifted. We're both in food and body coaching. And what do you think the biggest shift is for people as they're trying to make this transition from working it to knowing their worth? Like what's the biggest piece of the puzzle in just like getting started? Totally. Um, I really think that's finding your self-trust, you know, and, and that can be for some people, it comes a little easier than others, but it can also be a multi-step process. Yeah. Um, Cause it sounds so easy. Okay. Just trust yourself. But so many people that have food and body issues, they're like, I can't trust myself. I've never trusted myself. Like I can't have any of these foods in my house because then I'll just lose it and then I'll just whatever. So how do they start small? Yeah. I really absolutely love taking micro actions. Mm. That's how I develop my self-trust is just making these tiny promises to myself. And it could be involved with food. It could be like, Hey, I'm going to make sure I eat a vegetable every day. Oh, you know, or it could be like, Hey, I'm going to make sure I walk my dog for 10 minutes, or I'm going to make sure to meditate for five minutes every day. It's the small little things. One of mine that I really loved that worked really well was I'm going to do one push up a day. Oh, one. I love that. Literally just one. And, and if I want to do more, I can, but I only have to do one push up a day. So even if it came to the end of the day, I could still make that self-trust move to do that one push up before I went to bed and not get sweaty. Ah, it's so good. It's so good. Cause so often we try to say like, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to do five and then I'm going to add one every day, right? Mm -hmm. It's like five and then six. And then it becomes this challenge that for some people is really good, but challenges can also become really addictive patterns. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be careful with the challenge versus the invitation. We get to invite ourselves to start this self-trust process because after we develop that innate self-trust, that's where intuition lives. Truth is actually in the body. So truth and trust work together to support our bodies. And that's when we get called the quote unquote gut hit. Mm -hmm. So when we get that gut hit, we get to go, oh, is this true? Do I trust myself? And then take action from that space versus getting the gut hit and letting our brain take over on the treadmill and go, oh no, just ignore that, just ignore that, just ignore that, right? And then we ignore it for a really, really, really long time and our bodies only know how to dismiss our gut. We literally dismiss it over and over and over again because we're so, um, we're so used to letting the brain lead. 100%, totally. Yeah. yeah, oh my gosh, I love this so much. So, Tell us a little bit more about um, some of the other things that you did early on to develop that, that innate knowing. Yeah. And, and I think it was, it was like two steps forward, one step back, you know, when it came to self-trust for me, it was a big forward and back. And I still am working on developing that trust in different areas of my life. Um, I've, I'm grateful to have found it with food, to have found it with movement, but there's still certain things where I still will question myself. So it's, it's really a daily practice for me. And just, I think some of the, one of the first things that really set me off for, on that spring to catapult me was finally listening to myself that that job wasn't where I was supposed to be. Yeah. 
you know, taking that very scary action to resign from that position that, you know, I was a manager at that point. I had moved up in the company on paper. It looked perfect, like the perfect job. But, you know, I was working 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday and some Saturdays and hustling and going and pushing. And my body was like, no, no, no. Mm. Yeah. When I finally listened to that, I was just thinking, okay, now what else can I listen to? You know, where else can I be more quiet and listen? Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so true. We both know that, that intuition doesn't have a negotiation button. Mm. It doesn't negotiate. Our intuition is so decisive. It just, it knows it's a, it's a heck yes, or it's a no way. It's a solid yes. It's a solid no. And we have to continue to practice and develop that muscle. So when we start to hear things like, yeah, but. Mm. What if mm. in our brain, that is not intuition, that's fear. So we never want to follow the fear. We always want to invite intuition. So follow fear, don't follow fear, invite intuition. And when you hear this narrative and these togglings in your heads of, head of, uh, but if you leave your job, then how are you going to pay for this? Or who's going to want you? Or you're never going to find anything in wellness. You finally, you finally found your thing in wellness. Don't leave now. Stay here. That's the fear-based thinking, this, this conversation versus if I ask myself, do you enjoy this job? And it's a, uh, that's intuitive hit. Uh, no, I don't. I got to get out of this thing. That innate knowing. And we take action from that innate knowing, even if maybe it's just, okay, I'm not going to leave today, but I'm going to do one micro action. I'm not going to say anything to anybody. I know this is true for me. I'm going to start Google searching jobs. I'm going to start looking for those jobs. I'm going to start applying for those jobs. I'm going to start taking action for those things. I'm going to tell my boss that I'm no longer available for 12 hour, hour days and see what happens. Mm. Right. I'm going to now, I'm, I'm going to be on an eight hour schedule. How does that look? And we just fully surrender and lean into that intuition. It's, it's difficult to do sometimes going back to your push up, your push up uh, idea of one push, push up a day. I would always tell my girls in the training world, just press play. Mm -hmm. So I would have all these videos for them that they could have available and, or just lace up, just lace up the shoes. And you can do this every single day in your house, just lace up the shoes, no matter what. And then see where it takes you because your intention is to get out the house and maybe just walk to the mailbox and back. That's that small. I'm just going to walk to the mailbox and back. Chances are once those shoes are laced and you walk across to the mailbox, your brain will invite you to like take a few more steps and then it'll invite you, invite you to walk back in the house. And at that point, you're going to smell the fresh air. You're going to feel the sun on your skin and you're going to go, could I go a little bit further? Could I go two, two houses down? Can we invite our intuition versus follow the fear? You know, how can I take two more steps in the direction that I want to go versus two steps back following the fear, right? Beautiful. Yeah. And I think a big part of that for me too is forgiving myself when I did follow the fear, you know, because I stayed in that job for years and my intuition was like, don't do it. But I still did it through the fear. And before I could quit, I had to or resign. I had to forgive myself for listening to that fear voice. Mm. There's so much room for forgiveness in this, in this wellness journey. 
I agree. There were so many things that I had to forgive myself for joining, for doing, for being. Um, and it wasn't that I was ba a bad person. It wasn't that I was on the wrong path. It, it just was the wrong intention behind it. My intentions were just to be as skinny and as ripped as possible because I wanted people to like me and love me and um, invite me into their life. And the truth was, is that that was just a lie. They already were. People were already inviting me and loving me and believing in me. I wasn't loving me, inviting mm. me and believing in me. So we get to have so much forgiveness for where we've been and so much compassion for where we want to go and just allow our intuition to lead us in that direction. Yeah, that's so beautiful. A hundred percent. Yeah. What's a, what's an intuitive hit that you've, that you got recently? Ooh, that's a very good question. Um, to slow down. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Say more, say more about that. Yeah. So um, I had just graduated from a certification program. And even before I graduated, I was like, okay, pound it. Let's go. Let's do it. We're going to do all this work. Um, and of course, I still am doing the work, but without that push without that aggressive, I would say, um, need to do it right now kind of push. Um, I am working less days than I was before and I'm finding much more creative flow there. Oh my soul. That's so good. It's like, and not even just the right now part, it's that, but it's also like, I need to, I need to get it get it right mm -hmm. right now. We put so much pressure on our bodies and our bodies can feel it. We're like, okay, we got to figure this all out. I got to lay out the calendar and we're taught, we're taught to just like, go, 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 push, 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 get the website ready, get the podcast ready, get the marketing plan ready, get the sales plan ready, you know, whatever it is, whatever your job looks like out there, if you're, whatever you're listening to right now, or I need to, you know, a lot of people are at home this summer taking care of their kids because of the COVID. So it's like, okay, I have to, I have to keep my kids on the schedule or I have to, uh, you know, teach them a little bit and play with them a little bit and make all these meals and do all these things. And it's just push, push, push instead of just this beautiful flow of live and let go. Like we get to have a vision. We get to hold the vision versus plan every minute out. Mm -hmm. So this is what I want it to look like. I'm surrendering to the timeline. I'm letting it all happen in perfect timing. And I'm following my intuition. When I wake up in the morning, what am I going to do? I know I'm going to move my body. I don't know how. I'm going to make the invitation and I'm going to follow my intuition. When do I want to eat today? I used to be so scheduled. I don't know about you, Dara, but it was mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm going to get up. I'm going to eat at this time. Then we're going to have a snack at this time. The snack choices are almonds or this or that or a protein shake or a cleanse or whatever it was. And then I'm going to eat lunch at this time and then I'm going to snack at this time and then dinner at this time. Whereas now there's days where I'm like, oh my gosh, it's 3.30. I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not even hungry. My body isn't hungry for the fuel yet. And some days it's, it's, you know, whatever it is. Sometimes it's a piece of fruit. Sometimes it's a sandwich. Sometimes it's a burrito. Sometimes it's whatever. It's just whatever the body is craving at that moment, but it's no longer on a schedule. It's an intuitive hit of really listening and trusting what my needs are in that moment versus all planned and plotted out. That's working it. That's not making yourself worth it. Oh, 
I a hundred percent agree. I do. One of my self-trust micro actions right now is, is 30 minutes of movement a day, but there is absolutely no rules as to what that movement is. You know, I decide that day I have the time ready for it, but I decide that day, maybe it's yoga, maybe it's walking, maybe it's meditation, you know, maybe whatever feels good to me feels good. Mm, that's so good. And I know for like a lot of our nine to fibers or, or working moms or not working moms, stay at home moms, they go, yeah, but you block off from, you know, eight 30 to nine in the morning to move. And then it goes, it goes astray. You know, somebody needs something. You get to reconnect and make that commitment to yourself to move it. Right. We can stay fluid and flexible. We can go, okay, well, you know what, at the next available time slot, I'm going to shift it over. Or I'm going to use uh, my 30 minutes to take my kids to the playground and run around and we're going to play soccer or we're going to play tag or we're, I'm going to go down the slide with them today or whatever it is, you know, or you guys are going to play on the slide and I'm going to do my, my stretching or I'm going to do my breathing or I'm going to do whatever while you, you do your thing, I'll do mine for 30 minutes. And just allowing ourselves that flexibility to follow our intuition is such a beautiful thing. Yeah. And I, and I've also encouraged my clients to, if maybe they need to break that 30 minutes up, you know, mm. maybe they do a 15 minute walk after lunch and a 15 minute walk after dinner and that works for them. You know, that's so good. That's so good. Yeah. These little mini breaks too of sometimes I know that I have a, I have a packed day today. I literally have five hours of back to back um, meetings with people. Right. And I love it. And it's so exciting, but I know in between I'm going to need these, bre these breathers. So I'm going to set my alarm for five minutes in between when that call ends five minutes of a dance break or a breath break or, um, a hydration break. You know, it's so important to get fluids in our body, especially in the summertime. How can I just take a bright breather? Sometimes I just go outside and put my feet in the grass, mm. you know, toes in the grass, get super grounded, drink a whole glass of water, and then come back. F fully energized, fully charged. Like we get to make these decisions in the moment and it gets so much easier the more and more we trust ourselves. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, and you'll, you know, you can kind of hear your voice tell you, okay, well right now I, I really would like to go ground. I'd really go like to put my feet in the grass. I'd really need a whole glass of water. You know, you can, we can hear those little hits the more we listen. Yeah, that's so true. And we just get to listen to the voice. We get mm -hmm. to trust the voice and know that it's not good or bad, the outcome. It's just whatever the outcome is going to be, it's going to be. We, we can't blame or shame the outcome. So if we, we act on our intuition and it doesn't go the way that we had hoped it would go, know that that's just the way that it was supposed to go. It's totally okay. Totally okay in every situation. Yes. Yes. There's, there's that forgiveness as well. You know, it didn't go exactly how I thought it would. And I'm just going to forgive myself, forgive the situation and move forward with what does feel good. Mm, so good. So, so good. I love this conversation so much. I know it's going to be helpful to so many people. So thank you for bringing um, all of these major in, insights here. How can people get more of you in their life? How can they find you to, to connect? 
Yeah. So I love Instagram and I'm pretty much always hanging out there. So you can find me at I am Dara Ellen on Instagram. Uh, send me a message. Let me know that you heard this podcast and let me know if it helped you or if anything resonated with you. I would love just to connect and, you know, get more human connection. We all need that these days. Mm, we all need more connection. And if you guys are going through your day and you're kind of questioning, where could I drop in a micro decision? Where could I trust my intuition? Maybe DM uh, Dara or myself or both of us and say like, hey, I'm having a hard time connecting to my intuition. Here's a couple of things that, that um, I've tried. What do you think I should do next? And we'd love to have those conversations with you. So thanks for that. We'll put all of that in the show notes. And I'm just going to end with two closing questions that I ask all my guests. And the first one is, Dara, what do you love most about yourself? My commitment to growth. What does that look like for you? It looks like daily learning and working on getting 1% better every day, but loving myself 1% more every day. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love that so much. And then the last question is, what does joy feel like? Joy feels like the beach comes to mind. You know, just the, the waves and the breeze and the relaxation with your friends and the sunshine, being in nature on this beautiful earth, you know, that, that is what joy is like. Mm, I couldn't agree more. I just moved to Ohio from California in this past weekend. I told my boyfriend, we have to go to the beach. Like I need more joy in my life. I need to feel my toes in the sand and the warmth on my skin and feel the breeze and touch the waves of the water and the beach is, I, I always tell people like, we love the beach so much because it invites us into presence. Mm. It engages all the senses. And when we're fully engaged, we're fully in alignment. And that's when we get to feel ultimate joy. Oh, that's so, so beautiful. Thank you for that. I feel that fully wholeheartedly. I love this conversation. Um, thank you so much for spending your time and your energy here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so great and I'm so grateful to be here. All right, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in. If you love what you heard, please take a quick second to screenshot this episode and share it with someone that you know would love it. Connecting with you brings sunshine to my soul. So let's continue the conversation on Instagram at joyfullybe. Drop me a message, question, or share your own junk to joy story with me. Remember that joy is contagious. You can help me spread it by leaving a little buzz, aka a review, on Apple Podcasts. To learn more about Cup of Joy the Podcast and my soulful services, visit cupofjoythepodcast.com. Chat soon.